so lads, is it um safe for my mouth to listen to this podcast? Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, Grant. studios in Dublin. Welcome to Mother Folklore, a podcast about words, Irish, Irish words, and words from Ireland. And you're especially welcome to our sexy Valentine's Day special. I feel really uncomfortable already. Both of these men are married. <laughs> well, Valentine's Day is a very special time of year. And there's nothing sexier than a little bit of the Irish language. I'm going to spend it at home crying. Oh. Yeah. I know. That's a crying tradition every year. Sexy tears or no, just, just, just regular just, tears? Just, just regular tears. Regular tears. Yeah. Uh, a friend of mine was a waitress a couple of years back and she was telling me it's Valentine's Day and someone had booked a table for three. <laughs> <laughs> and I always that, remember that, that, That's the sexiest thing anyone could ever do for me is let me have two meals. <laughs> if my wife really wants to impress me on Valentine's Day she'll book a table for four and just the two of us will go like yeah yeah more like, space on the table for all room. that food and let's face it more main meals yeah, yeah let's just get it yeah. yeah all you can eat buffet that's that's a Valentine's Day winner as our Valentine's Day treat for you all I'll never know <laughs> oh. oh don't say never hey maybe someone listening to this podcast will oh tweet you oh my god you. please don't know <laughs> 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 so, for today's episode, as a special treat, we are going to look at some romantic Irish poetry. We're going to read you some of the English um, and Irish versions of some wonderful poems, covering a thousand years of loving in Irish. Oh yeah, and a thousand years of dirty, dirty stuff. It's fantastic. Mm. Um, the Irish language and poetry in the Irish language has been mm. ruined by the education system. Completely ruined by the education it's the system. The way it's taught. Yeah, so I thought, and it's what's selected to be taught as well, which is problematic. So it's great to be able to go and look at some some old, some some early modern Irish, and some modern Irish poems that are uh, a lot better. I call Dibs on the oldest. Oh yes, absolutely. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, so you're leading us off then. So first of all, the the, book, the text we're working from is something that you can get go and get yourself. It is called. It is called Filith Gran Gaelga Love Poems in Irish. The Agarhor or the editor is Kieran MacMurkath and the illustrator is Anna Nielsen. And it's published by Cushliffa, our yeah. pals at Cushliffa. Be- beautiful indeed. illustrations, actually. Anna Nielsen's illustrations are beautiful. They, they are the very evocative of a Louis Brocky's work in the town. I yeah, was just going to say it's very Louis Brocky. It's like a sexy um, town. I, what? Oh, I, could. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I actually, I've never seen this book before. And um, just gift. haven't quick leaf through it here now. And it's very pretty. So if anybody wants to buy me this book for Valentine's Day, uh, I'm not going to see if there's a price tag. Oh, look, the recommended retail price is uh, 20 quid, which will be more than more mm-hmm. than any man has ever spent on me ever. But uh, just, just, your, just your, Christmas, <laughs> your Christmas present costs more than that. <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah. All right. Yeah, actually, no, fair enough. I, I take that back. I was wrong, mm-hmm. uh, which is something you'll never hear me say ever. <laughs> I can't believe we got fine. to find it to admit she's wrong. Anyway. Time to go read some uh, some poetry. So um, I'm going to read the um, the English introduction to it here, just to to cater to all of our listeners. 
Um, and it goes as following. Um, the poet is something of a quandary in this poem. He is unsure whether or not the woman he loves is truly in love with him. And in a way, he is loath to find out in case he will be rebuked. Um, oh, my God. Someone's going to someone's gonna come and be like, it's rebuffed. I thought you said rebuked. No, well, I'm from Kerry, so that's what I'm going to say. Um, okay. It is the desire to know and yet the not knowing which are gnawing away at him. In the meantime, the uncertainty has left him in a state of heightened pain and he is unsure what the outcome will be. However, he dreads the metaphorical death that may await him. Oh, metaphorical death. Oh, yeah. Oh, this is good stuff. Okay. Um, and it goes as following. Gluish a litter, no leg shigs, govakathu arish e fain. Fiafrig thee on viam vos, no on meam gumbroth e bain. Moss e on fian, good yonig dov. Fiafrig thee go fad on fian. No, moss boss the vera thuan, fiafrig thee go hur e meam. Unchgale father, ni he is far, me higlam a cur e gale. Mun will forketh dov e don, fiam glua on boss fain. On boss fein da dugta duen mochor in your da vein reg, os mochion da shkriachig shi, eg shotan ti govar ve. Egriach alban er veshev, es antovum fein mochor. Mara lukig shi er maleacht, es mara miach shi er marth egul. Enoig ga dechig dav dul, es gulig shi er kor egre, defrig arth es bermashgel, bi egemoth goger is gluus. Oh, uh-huh. it's nice. I love the early modern Irish pronunciation. That's because it is like the poems meant to be read with. So we we have we pronounce things differently in mm-hmm. modern Irish. A th is a h sound, but in early modern and in old Irish, it was a th sound. So throwing in that glottal stop, it means that that's exactly how the poems meant to sound. It's a little confusing to modern ears, but the but it ten thousand euro I'm in debt for my masters has uh, finally paid all off. Finally all finally paid, off, paid yeah. off. So um, credit union. <laughs> so, um, might as well run through the English there now quickly, because why not? Why not? why not? Yeah, I bet all our all our listeners are a bunch of sound lads. I'd love to hear the English now on this. They would. <laughs> um, go letter, rest not on your way till you shall see my love again, and ask if I must die straight away or live eternal years of pain. And if long pain must be my doom, then ask if pain shall ending know. Or if I'm destined for the tomb, if quickly death shall come or slow. The longest tale is not the best, tis time to give my latest sigh. And since in life there comes no rest, I'll quickly lay me down and die. And if she will to have me dead, how gladly I would rest in clay. If she would not carve above my head, here lies the man that I did slay. Oh, make my grave on Scotland's shore, for there it is I long to sleep. And there she'll come and mourn full sore and fall upon my tomb to weep. Then hasten let her do your best that she may free me from my woe, that she may weep and I may rest, run swift upon your course and go. That's a lovely translation of it. Yeah, is that, yeah. who's that, Lord Longford or someone did the translation? Uh, yeah, translation by Lord Longford. Yeah. It was um, mm. it's an it's an anonymous poem. Nobody knows who wrote it. Mm. But, um, Such is the struggle of uh, of early poetry, anyway. In Irish. Yeah, definitely. There's yeah. very few surviving where we know exactly who wrote it and when and mm-hmm. what about. So a lot of it's guesswork. But it's got a lot of tropes that are still go there. There's one bit there where like she'll come to my grave and she'll mourn full sore and all that. And it's like, yeah, like 
not much has changed with Irish poetry really from there until Danny Boy. Yeah. You know, when, oh, I'll be dead, but you'll come and you'll kneel at my graveside and you'll cry and I'll hear you as soft you tread above me and all that romantic nonsense. But it brings a tear to your eye, wouldn't it? It would, though. I mean, you can really yeah, feel the pain there. Yeah. It's lovely. I think so. All about eternal pain and dying. <laughs> well, you know what I mean. Nothing, nothing says Valentine's it's, Day. It's not all red wine and chocolate and kissing. It's, you know, the, a lot of love is pain and the agony, the exquisite pain that only comes from the truest, darkest berry of love. Oh, it's really sad. It's just. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to read another anonymous poem. Oh, please do. About the he wrote it himself. <laughs> He's just too scared. He's just too scared to I admit. Wish. But we all we yeah. all love Patter's poetry. <laughs> yeah. um, this is this is a wonderful poem. I love it. And again, we don't know who wrote another anonymous one. Um, this one is called um, "Even the Lower on the Real," um, which means uh, "My little book, I, I am jealous of you." Or, I love My little that book, song. I envy your lot. Uh, in these days, when we would you know when we don't have the name of the of, of the poet, we also don't have a, a title. So a lot of them are just indexed by the first by the first line. And this is a this is a poem. In which the poet who can't be with his lover longs to take the place of the book that she's reading. Mm-hmm. So I want to be held in your arms and caressed and fondled and stay in your bed like your book. Yeah. I just want to take the place of that Marion Keys novel you have right there beside your pillow. I think it's a, it's always a good thing to fall in love with a book lover. You'll never be short of things to read. <laughs> no, I, I think... Yeah. I actually quite prefer what the American comedian John Waters uh, said. And not to be confused with the Irish non-comedian John Waters, by the way. Uh, but he said, if you go home to someone's house and they don't have any books, don't sleep with them. <sighs> yes, I think... Good he- advice. <laughs> Even a Lauron de Riel. Even a Lauron de Riel. Gion anarin a gieve gaum. Truog an tussum ruch de bain. Is mishafain a dolaum. A lauron vig even dit, eg tril mar will mograd, on bail linera mar chru, de hifa hu, sin deed bon. De hifa tus on rus glas, de hifa fos on vos tsloi. Bech tu sni viet safarir, tiver heave, sin kogyal vloi. De hifa hu on vol a quail, sin vroige hir hollis have, sin ruig rillenach mar grish. The Hunner Gavisher On Kaum Schnachti Shang Slain, Da Dog Mishagrai Gon Kail, Son Trig Ver Yal Adur Vaughan, De Hifahu Londishgave. On Glor Talyur, She Hishave, Is the Hermishabain Gachli, Cliner is Behaven Did, Och Gan Machuid, Vemarti. My little book, I envy you your lot. For you go journeying where I may not. I would that you did languish in my stead while I beheld my lady's curling head. You trifling book, I scarcely can approve that you should go a-visiting my love. Tis not your place to see her teeth so white and look upon those lips of crimson bright. In sight ere long of that grey eye you'll stand and lie within the softness of her hand and you shall nestle, would I did this hour, upon that bosom brighter than a flower. And you shall gaze upon that eyebrow slight, that proud and lovely neck all snowy white, upon that cheek a glow like fiery ember, which in my sleep I did last night remember. That strong and snow-white waist you'll shortly see, to which I gave my love unthinkingly, and that bright foot that doth so gently fall, with all its pretty toes you'll see them all. 
And you shall hear that sweetly dying strain, and every song that filled my heart with pain. Ah, you shall hear, and happy is your case. A hon, I would that I were in your place. Oh, I like that lovely. one. It's it lovely. That is lovely. I mean, like you have to look between the lines and just go. Like it's about getting into bed with someone. Bam, chicka, wow, wow. But or it's more than that as well. It now. <laughs> <laughs> it's more than that. It's is so. it more than that? Is it really? Does it replace the love someone can have for books? Indeed. So, <laughs> <laughs> just no answer. Just no just, answer. Just no there is no answer. It's it's rhetorical. All right, guys, we're going to have to pause the fun here for just a minute, but we'll be right back. Absolutely. Here's a short clip from a podcast you might enjoy called 101 The Ways You Learn. This one concerns cycling, or a grohiuk, as we say in Irish. You can even do it like walking. Imagine you're walking except you're sitting on a bike. I am walking except I'm sitting on a bike. You don't look silly at all right now. (laughs) I feel extremely silly right now. But my feet are still kind of down on either side of the bike, so it's I don't feel that scared yet. Right. But I know what's coming. So right now, Jasmine is using her feet to push herself forward, almost like walking, um, except sitting on a bike. So, oh, oh, pedals. No, no, no. <laughs> it was just, it was just a, a joke. You I don't need to do put it. my feet on the you pedals. You do it. Go ahead. That was 101, The Ways You Learn. It's available wherever you get your podcasts. There's a poet by the name of Manus O'Donnell in the 15th, 16th centuries, and he held court around Tyrconnell and the Donegal area, and you know, occasionally took upon himself to write a poem, including this one, which is Darlamus Gallery and Craw, which means love, I think, is a disease. He's not wrong. He's not wrong. Nothing has changed since the 15th century. <laughs> Darlam is gallery and craw. Kin goel fame a raw reish. Kriela dilium ua. And kriche uam of the rish. Os a fame is kyunta rish. And kroche tegan graw. Meshtalum loyed a hulk. Ach nach vain hud da is truig nach fua tuaslam, is fua dargal uav dachin, gra of dinna is marg de gev, is the roark de ver de lum. Some interesting uh, consonant streams there, including dargal. And a great meter as well, because the medieval Irish poetry was written in, in strict meters. Yes. Um, I really wish I remembered some of from when I was doing a master's in Maynooth uh, as to what the meters were called. Mm hmm. Uh, but they had fantastic names and uh, basically poetry had to be written within one of these set meters, which is how many consonants per line, hmm. what kind of rhyme, is it going to be an A-B or an A-A-B-B rhyme? And Thomas Kinsler, who translated this to English, is a man who would have a great interest in that particular era and those poetic traditions and his translation follows some of them very closely. I'll give it to you now. Love, I think, is a disease. Useless though it is to talk. I need another heart through love, for it has broken the one I had. Yet since the fault was all its own, this heart of mine that offered love, I might as well lie down with the ill, save that I cannot bear the pain. A pity it wasn't hate I gave, and hate accepted in return. Bad luck to the one receiving love, and worse, I think, to the one that gives. Oh, that last line. I tell you. 
desperate. That's powerful stuff, though, you know? Someone got unmatched on Tinder. <laughs> <laughs> they get, did they get swiped left? Is that what it is? I really haven't a clue. I don't know. I have been I have been in the same relationship for so long that like internet dating was just for weirdos when I started going out with my wife. Um, okay, I think this is a nice, more modern one. All right, so I have one more for you, lads. So the introduction states here that this poem is close to the traditional love poem in Irish in that it deals explicitly with the exaltation of a woman for her beauty and her personality. The woman of this poem is the perfect anir or young beauty of the Ashling tradition, one who enlivens life with her presence. However, in this poem, she is also a real living presence in the poet's life and he celebrates every aspect of her body and person through the detailed praise he bestows upon her. As it should be. Yes. <laughs> um, the poem goes, Ni gó de fáca Lauren si changa an grá lena Ni gó de fáca ienav, Crohín si changa an grá lena gúiga. Ni gó de fáca a gyalúnt run si changa an grá lena gúiachán. Ni gó de fáca a chelt, nóctan si changa an grá lena féachant. Ni gó de fáca a chávav, fáhín si changa an grá lena chásav. Ni gá de fac nangrost isi changa imlon ungra gach anal aki. Muan duan analu asan nua kun changa ungra a adu as bail achela. So the, the English translation of this then is um, She need say nothing for she speaks the language of love with her hands. She need do nothing for she fashions the language of love with her limbs. She need promise nothing, for she bestows the language of love with her prayer. She need hide nothing, for she reveals the language of love with her glance. She need wear nothing, for she rouses the language of love with her poise. She need nothing at all, for every breath she takes is love complete. Teach us to breathe anew, so that we may draw the language of love from each other's mouths. It's it is indeed. It's fantastic. It's a wonderful responsorial rhythm to it. I could imagine. Mm. I can imagine it being read at a wedding. It's got yes. a lot of sex mm. in it for a wedding, though. Yeah. Well. <laughs> she speaks the language of love with her hands. It's beautiful, and you know what? This isn't poems for fainting and looking at daffodils. This is, you know, real love between. I wandered lonely as a cloud. <laughs> <laughs> this is real love. Real love between people who, you know, are human beings and feel things with their whole hearts. Yeah, and more than that, not just my hearts. <laughs> I, look, this is, the, like I said at the start of the podcast, it's like there is just so, um, there, there, there's so much damage been done to the reputation of Irish poetry by the crap we have to learn for the junior cert and the leaving cert. And like, really, even modern Irish poetry, Lima Werla there, like she needs to say nothing, to, like Laren Chichangal Grawl in the Lava, she speaks the language of love with her hands. Or Kahalo Sharkey's poems, and I know I know that Kahalo Sharkey's kind of a, a problematic fave after yes. uh, all of that. But I just this is one of the great struggles in my life because it does a take away from the validity of his art when he writes um, when he writes poems, and he writes poems at a time prior to homosexuality actually being mm. decriminalized in Ireland about being a gay man growing up first of all in the Gaeltacht and then Erjoriacht over to London and the likes. Mm. Myra Wakati, Myra Wakati who is just has written some amazing stuff. Newlyn Egonal. I know mm. on the Twitter account we talked about Newlyn Egonal and like she she came up with like Kurucht the Raw, like the, the the perfume of your 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 
post love making body basically you're stank mm. like she's writing a poem about stank and it's great it's utterly unbelievable and she I just writes, yeah and, and I think the fact that she writes from this very point of view of a very sensual pleasure and also not just in in terms of traditional hotness, but the idea, the familiarity of a, of, a, of a couple who really know each other very well, just being very into each other still. You don't get that on. poem on the Leaving Cert by you her, I'll tell you that don't. much. Yeah. No, uh, you don't. There's yeah. so much you don't get. Like, you don't get enough Kathleen Maud on the Leaving Cert, who mm. was like the first um, Irish poet that I came across that was writing vicious, ferocious love poetry from a feminist perspective and, mm-hmm. and just no. Love without surrender. Love where I'm my own person and you're my own person and I'm going to be a wild animal and you're going to be a wild animal and we're just going to, you know, oh, it's just, I realise that this is not a visual medium. I just did some, <laughs> just did some sexual gestures with my hands there, ladies and gentlemen. We'll be sharing some of the actual poems themselves. <laughs> not the sexual tra- gestures. <laughs> we'll be sharing some of the poems themselves on Twitter and on the Facebook page just so you know if you hear anything here that you like and you want to find it again as well as obviously referring to the book itself where you can, which you can get at Reputable bookshops. Yeah, and look, big shout out to the modern day incarnations of these poets. Obviously the people still out there writing their amazing poetry in Irish, but also the rappers and the songwriters and you know, to to the rappers like Kneecap and MC Muppet who's been on the show. Kneecap have been amazing. Yeah, they've been incredible. Outstanding. They're absolutely incredible. They're the modern poets and MC Muppet who was on the show as well. So it's fantastic. But can I go back a couple of hundred years to some this is just at a time when, so Emer, you mentioned the Ashling tradition earlier on, mm-hmm. and it's not, oh my God, what a complete Ashling, but it's rather this idea that a woman would come to you in a dream and she'd yes. be the perfect princess. And she's actually a metaphor for Ireland and Ireland unfree, she'll never be at peace. And, uh, you know, but my great love is my country and all this stuff. This is sort of a little send up of that because this is, this is one written by one of my favourite poets, historians and writers in Irish history. It's a guy who basically invented the concept of Ireland as one nation. Um, this is Sharon Caton, or Geoffrey oh. Keating, as the name is, is ah, translated yes. to. And he was born in and around the year 1580, somewhere near Care in Tipperary. And he went abroad to study for the priesthood. And by the year 1610, after the flight of Earls, a year after the flight of Earls, he was back in Ireland uh, in defiance of Elizabethan rules, uh, sort of trying to spread the word of, of basically not only... Gaelic uh, literature and language and and all of that, but also this idea of a Gaelic pride and an Irish pride mm. and, and all that. But he wrote a lot of poetry, and one he wrote is called Avan Lon de Stuim. Um, now Stuim is like sort of capability or skill. Mm. So if yeah. this, you say someone on a stuma is a very able person, but in this particular one, when Lord Longford was translating it uh, years and years later, in, rather, instead of going for a woman skilled, he went with a woman skilled in amorous trick. So this is one. It's a bit of a send up. Um, I'll read it and I'll go through the English version. You'll know what he's on about. Um, so Shatterin Caton, a van lawn the storm. A van lawn the storm, quin gavum the live, ni far gnivishin, kaititin dongra. Fecher lia the mult, fech machurpgan lu, fech errechtem ill, cred re will doch no. Na seal make a sieve, a rish na clean the chiam, beachang rog on gneeve, gobra a heach hang. Drid the veil on veil, diligent scale the hur, na beam knas re knas, tig on tas on tull. The cool creve of cass, the rusk glass, Margot, 
the heek cringal law, hang us me and soul. Gachneve acht gneve kirp, is lea id chult hoon, do yean fein trade raw a van lawn the stoom. A inavan chave hainte harquin turk, no mirrelt ray renaltuch fawnil gooch, is ungene ungne chimenoch osius wut. Gade dillig and scale, trag megas, toig, gim, hus. De vermsche fame breher, da martian slua. Suntilla de leg venus na taklian us. A virkach ve verlug na man kirch gruig. Gertusse mar ein hedvan, de fogfi im hoon. A woman skilled in amorous trick, keep off that hand that fondles still. Though you for loving languish sick, I'm not the man to do your will. Behold my greying hairs, behold my limbs without agility, my ebbing blood, my fires grown cold, what is it you would have of me? Bend not that face to mine, I plead, grown wiser than I was before, but let me love without the deed, my young enchantress evermore. No more let mouth on mouth be pressed, however hard the sentence be, lest heat of lovers breast to breast revive the fire that slept in me. The curls upon your neck have power, your grey eye bright with tender dew, your rounded bosom like a flower, to draw all passion after you. No deed of body would I do, in a slumbrous bedclothes muffled thick. All else that's mine I yield to you, a woman skilled in amorous trick. O beautiful lady, so gentle, mild and fair, O weight of rich tresses, O ranges and rolls of hair, What fits and what wasting fevers you stir in me, O flee from me, leave me, though cruel and hard it be. Yet I gave you my promise, bright girl of the firm, fair breast, If there came a great storm from Venus and drowned the rest, And you swam to my arms to escape from the tempest's rage, You would find in my harbour perpetual anchorage. Ooh. It's sexy, isn't it? It is. Wow. But like the context is at this stage, like Sharon Cation was a priest. That's yeah, mm-hmm. that's what I was thinking. I was so like, like, he's, he's a got, priest and it's yeah. the fifteenth century. Yeah, he's got mm. a woman wanting to bump uglies and he's like, Oh please, please, please don't. Oh mm. look, I've got I've got grey hair and I'm not athletic and it's like please stop stop grinding and you know mm. it's fantastic. I love that poem. It's marvellous. We're just going to have one more and hopefully then we'll let you get back to doing whatever you want to do after listening to Hey Poor Romantic Poetry. This is a poem called Una Vaughan, Fair Una, and it is ascribed to a poet called Tomás Lodger McCostola. Uh, Tomás Lodger being Strong Tom. You. Man, big, go on, Strong Tom. Yeah, oh, Strong Tom. Go Strong Tom, and while Strong Tom was a he big... He sounds like he'd play at your local parish hall on a Saturday night. Strong Tom, Strong, strong Tom, Tom and the mainliners. Yeah. So don't hear like, yeah. yeah. He actually sounds like he'd play like half forward for the Parish team. Like, this is the thing. Strong Tom also, could have played county, but he'd like to drink a bit too much. His mad wash all the county jerseys and she'd make the sandwiches. Oh, she would. She makes a main hang sandwich with a pound of butter on it. Like, oh, come on. S- strong Tom, though, in addition to why he, he played for the county and while he worked in the industrial state, <laughs> he had a heart of a poet underneath his tough guy image. Strong Tom is definitely uh, Ashling's boyfriend. When was Strong Tom born? <laughs> <laughs> Strong Tom, they're expecting Strong Tom was possibly around the mid-17th century. And just for some context, this particular poem is about, yes, he would, he fell in love with Una Vaughan and he wished to marry, but it wasn't permitted. But after she died, he be- he begged that she, he be buried with her. And at that point, the father agreed. So it's a tragic love story. Aww. She had a good job in Dublin. 
She was uh, an she office to, manager. Yeah, she'd walk across the canal in her MBTs. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. A flaw nadli omra. Teresh the vas to var drachorla. Fechagra, keaku ab far den da chorla. A eniklian is me in ana de noiga. Aunavon. Barosh ingardinu. Spechonlor or a for na bonrina hu. Bechelor is pechelmar a gola velig shoron hu. Shemachrech mad nebronach, narfosik tum tu. Aunavon, stu a verag machil. Aunna, stu a huig, god luch eider megastia. Aunna, a chreb chora, a luvin kastan a giv. Iskavar lumsa vech gansua nachu vechol a riv. Sorry, my pronunciation there, but basically, Aunavon, Aunavon, you're all I had eyes for. Your death was caused by a false advisor. I wish to the Lord I was warned to be wiser and to wait in the water till he called me beside you. Oonavon, like a rose in a garden wall, like a golden bowl in a noble banquet hall. Sweet music you composed on the road going grand and tall. And my grief I never owned you or rolled you in my arms at all. Oonavon, it was you who drove me mad. Oh, Una, it was you and your beauty tore me from God. Oh, Una, I was ruined by the view of your fine, fair head. And if I could choose, I'd sooner be blind or dead. Wow. Power. Yeah. That is pretty powerful, Ari. Tomas Lodger, he felt it deep. He knew, <laughs> he knew something we all knew, but he could tell it. He had, he, had, uh, he had the love sickness. He had the love sickness. He did. So bad. Can I, would you indulge me and let me read out one more? Uh, it's not from the book. This okay. is from an amazing... So she's a singer-songwriter, but that's poetry. That's okay. poetry in itself. Uh, and this is Lara Nicasida. Oh. And Lara Nicasida has been searching for the perfect rhyme. Oh. And she has been saying that, you know, they say pop music can ruin your spiritual poetic soul, but I think she's taken pop music and she's made it work with this most beautiful rhyme. Okay. So, by Lara Nicasida. Ixmuinavart, erdacharp, make that booty work. Work, work. <laughs> That's banging. That That's fantastic. That is banging. I feel like we should remix that for our intro instead. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to work, work, work now, but we want to thank you very much for joining us today. My name's Darkershay. You can catch me at The Irish Four on Twitter. I'm Pather Quivonig. I am at The Cav Official. And I am Emer Duffy. You will catch me on at Tuckwork Emer. Spell that right and you're doing good. And thank you all very much for catching the show today. It's a slant for me. Stay sexy. Ew. That's Valentine's Day. Come on. I am. I'm. I'm just out. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> I'm leaving. See you next time. Ewa. See you next time. Before we go, I just want to say a few little thank yous. Thank you to Brian for producing the show today and to Kirsten Scheel for doing the artwork, as always. Mother Folklore comes out every Friday on the Head Stuff Podcast Network. If you can't wait until then for your next podcast fix, Head Stuff makes some other great shows. May I recommend, for example, The Sus or Fair Game. You can contact the show by email at motherfolklore at headstuff.org or on Twitter at motherfolklore. We recently had a mailbag episode in which we read out some of the correspondence you received. 
So we do pay attention to what you're telling us, and we do try and make the show better. It's all about the listeners. Until then, have a wonderful Valentine's Day. Slán. This has been a production of the Headstuff Podcast Network. Look at my snotty lanyard! <laughs>